Hello and welcome back to the Find Your Path YouTube channel and podcast. I'm super excited today to share with you an interview I just had with the base director here at our internship that we're doing at the Mission Orphanage and School. And it's with a lady, she's the base director for this place. Her name is Karina Roche. And she talks about her story a little bit, um, some advice, like if you are unsure about your path and what to do or, or what you want to you know, be when you grow up or what God it may be calling you to do. She shares some really incredible advice from her own experience with God and she shares some neat stories. I think you're just going to love how inspiring she is. Every time I hear her speak, I feel really inspired. I feel like she's talking directly to me. She's just got this incredible gift to do that. She speaks at the devotional here once a week and she sometimes speaks at church and she just has really beautiful spirit about her, yes, you will see. Uh, last time I heard her speak, I've just shared this really quick before I start the interview, but she was talking about the chapters in Isaiah, chapter six, verses one through eight. And she just, the way she speaks, she just makes everything really entertaining. So I wish I could do it justice. I wish I had recorded it, but she talks about how Isaiah was feeling unworthy. He's in the temple by himself, you know, with God, because the only one person is allowed in the Holy of Holies. And he sees this incredible vision of this angel with six wings and all these different things. And then um, he feels like, I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I can't do this. I'm not worthy. And um, this angel takes a coal and, and puts it on his mouth. And then he says, you're clean. And then he, she said it this way. Jesus asked kind of a, a ridiculous question how she put it. She said, hmm, whom shall I send? And he was looking around. He was, it was just him and God. And Isaiah's like, hmm, you know, who are you talking about? You know? And then he's like, oh, here am I, send me. I, I, I'll go, I'll, I'll do this. And, and Isaiah was called. And she mentioned how we often, you know, we'll see an injustice in the world and we will say, you know, someone should do something about that. Maybe we pray about it. And it's so us and God, we're praying to him. And he's like, hmm, who should I send? You know, you're the one praying about this. And, and you, you know, you're, you're here. And we, we have the option of saying, here am I, send me. I want to do something about this injustice I see. And so I love that. I love that idea of when we're pricked with something, when something seems unfair to us, like we can go to God and pray and we can be the kind of people that are willing to say, here am I, send me, God. I will go and, and do what I can, give my little bit and watch you make miracles with it. So I just, I love that, that truth. I think it's important for us to think about. And the things that she'll share in this video go along with that. She lives that principle so well. So um, here is the interview that I had with Karina. My name is Karina Rocha, and uh, I came to the mission in 1990. Uh, it was an orphanage back then, and uh, my mom needed a place for her kids, five kids. Uh, she was a single mom, didn't, uh, was having a hard time working, was sick, and um, she, um, she had cancer. So um, I think she believed she was, she was dying and she needed a place for her kids. And through some pastor somewhere in our community, she heard about this new orphanage. And uh, the founder went and picked us up, knocked on our door and picked us up and brought us here. And uh, that's how we got here to the mission. And it was definitely life-changing, yeah. <laughs> definitely. So, um, were you guys some of the first kids that came? We were starting, they were starting a brand new house. And so we were uh, some of the original kids, like within the first six months, okay. we were some of the, the newer families that were coming in. I was about eight, eight years old, yeah, when they came in. So when they first got here, they built their house and then they started another house. They started bringing kids into the other house? They, um, they lived in trailers. That's what they had. They, built, they lived in trailers, started building the orphanage home, which is Casa Amor. 
I was the first home they started uh, to build. Then they brought the kids, and the founders were actually the ho the house parents there. Oh. Yeah, they were the original house parents, and then they started working on. That took about two years to complete. And once it was completed, I started building, you know, uh, alongside with that, they were, were starting the other home. Oh, wow. So it was like little by little. I think you heard one of our senior leaders talk about they started the well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they started, you know, this like generator room where we had a generator. It would turn on at 5 a.m. and be shut down at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. Because there was no electricity. Yeah. And so it was like little by little. So the water, you know, the electricity, the homes. So that kind of started, and then um, in 19, uh, it was in 1998, 99, that's when Casa Amor opened up in the summer. And then that's where Leo, Pastor Leo, uh, um, the worship, our worship pastor, his family came in. And um, six months later, in around April, I came in to the new home, which is right next to the kitchen. Okay. Uh, we, uh, so, so within the six months, we were some of the original kids that came in. Mm -hmm. No, that's neat. Mm -hmm. um, how many were, how many kids were there in that first six months? Um, I want to say the houses back in the day, they had up to like 20 kids in each house. Oh, wow. So they had about 20, 20, uh, 20 in each house almost, so probably a good 30, 35, 40, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh. It was tight. <laughs> it was full of kids, and uh, it, it was just a little bit different. And since then until now, it was very different. Uh, when we came into the orphanage home, there was, but it was by family, so there was a whole, one of the hallways was for the girls and one was for the boys. But it was like we came in as, an, as a family, so we would like live with each other, and that was the idea. Yeah. It works great when it's just your family, but when you have different families and you have teenagers and yeah. they're not brothers and sisters, <laughs> different situations, and so they switch it from like boys. From, from family setting to like, okay, let's do boys and girls, and that's worked out a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, we had parents, we had a, a couple that was taking care of us, and that's the idea, to have parents, you know, to have a couple, you know, husband and a wife being there, and just modeling family. That, that was the idea, you know, mm -hmm. so that like family settings and like new um, traumas would be healed up, you know. Yeah. And um, they know now that there's men that are safe, you know. Yeah, that's and, important. Yeah, it's so important. And it's important that, you know, that it stays that. So to find people that are good and healed and healthy. Yeah. You know. Is that really hard to find then? Is that a big challenge trying to find couples that want to come out? Yeah, right. Um, because, you know, couples have families and, yeah. right, and uh, do have a commitment. And, but yeah. I think at the right time, the right people come, you know. There's um, our heart would be that every house would have a house, a, a couple, you know, being the house parents, yeah. and not just for a year, but for long longevity. You know? Yeah. So we still that's the dream, this idea, uh -huh. and so we just try to do try that. To go there, yeah. But the young adults are the ones that are like, hey, I, uh, before college, I want to give a year to a place to serve, or hey, after college, mm -hmm. I want to go serve, you know, which is a great starter. Yeah. Um, so that's what you know and. Uh, but you end up with a lot. With, I ended up a lot. And, you know, in that, I mean, you have, there's natural people that are, like, they have that mom instinct or dad instinct. They, it comes in right away. Mm -hmm. And then there's others that don't. But, you know, it we make it work. And ult, um, ultimately, the, the people, the team, like myself, you know, we're like the mamas and the, the dads of the, of the campus. You know, senior leader, really, it, senior leaders are really, 
the moms and the, the dads. The most stable people that are there all the people, time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so, um, and then people, they know that there's people that come in and, and we've been working a lot with that, you know. Um, I think when I was growing up, that was hard to understand. Like, you say you love me, but then you're here with me for six months, but then you leave. Like, yeah. why would you leave? You love me, you know, and that was hard to understand. But now I think we've had created a better language and just saying like, hey, like, we're so happy, so thankful you're part of our lives for this season. Thank you. We'll, we'll see them around in church or sometimes they stay in campus, you know, uh-huh. and that's really healthy. And it's creating this like, a culture where you know there's like moms and dads and there's also those like uncles and big brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and so it's like it really takes a community you know I we are really fortunate even last night there was a, I think there was a couple of our staff uh, some of the young boys and they took uh, some of the young teenagers uh, to get haircuts because it's their graduation on Friday oh, okay. and I thought that is so beautiful you know that it's not just on the orphanage team but that there's people willing you know they've been their house parents so they're mm-hmm. invested in them you know yeah. they've created a relationship and so I think that's so beautiful you know that is what it's about it's about not just the people in the house but that we as a community would love on them and yeah and you know, provide that f- uh, safety family and community yeah you know this is how it's done you know yeah mm-hmm. that is really cool mm-hmm. how long were the founders your house parents before they found other house parents to come um i believe they were house parents they weren't they were not my house parents because i came into the other home but okay. they were house parents i believe for a good two years yeah okay. and they had their two kids uh biological kids living with them mm-hmm. um, and, um so which that was like a great paradigm right mm-hmm. um and then their house was finished up and then when uh when they opened up their home some of the some of the ki- original kids were kind of becoming teenagers, so they invited uh, some families to go live up th- with them. They always had like the teenagers, um, just because they were growing a little bit more and they wanted to continue that relationship, you know, um, as family. And so to this day, to us, our mom and dad, we call them mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so it's just a relationship that was built, you know. And I think something that they did so well, and I think Jim and Jim do so well too, is just that there's no difference between like my kids, your kids, you know, mm-hmm. we were we were all invited, we were all, you know, uh, yeah, inclu- included, and um, and saying mom and dad was, was a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I was 18, uh, around 18 when I finally could say the words mom and dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Because it it's a scary thing, like, what if I, I mean, I know I love you, mm-hmm. and I, I, you're my mom, but am I going to be accepted, you know, it's just this, this fear of, uh, of orphanhood, really, yeah. and so, but they were so kind and loving, like, you've always been our kid, you know, mm-hmm. you've always been my daughter, and mm-hmm. that's just like, oh, I think I needed to hear that, you know, and I knew that, I just, you know, yeah. just words do matter, and, um, um, yeah, so that they did really well, really good with that, which is a challenge. It's a challenge to say, my kid time, the kids, you know, to make that separation. But they, they, they model that so well, like, no, we're going to be the house parents. We, you know, God called us here. We're going to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. They, uh, within the first, uh, the first uh, six months, they adopted a family that came into the orphanage. It was uh, four kids. Mm-hmm. I always tell I always tell them it could have been my family. <laughs> uh, we were not adopted legally, you know. We just grew up here, um, but we just became really close to them as family. Um, but they adopted a family of uh, four, uh, 
And uh, yeah, I just love that that they would, they didn't just say, hey, let's open this place up, but they built it, you know, with their hands. Were the original house brands, you know, yeah. were the people managing the orphanage and growing the ministry and very hands-on, so. Um, that that is beautiful, and I think uh, very different from other places. Yeah, like they were very very hands on. We're still very hands on, as you see, <laughs> very hands on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm grateful for that. There's no other way to do it. You have to be right because it's your life investment. It's like what you believe God called you to do, and I think you just have to be there. Yeah, you know? yeah, I do. I do. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Um. And well, that brings me to the next question with, um, as you say, this is like our life investment is what God called me to do. Like, how, do you have experiences in your life where you were like, um, like this is, I, I'm noticing that God is calling me in this way or I'm noticing that um, I'm kind of hearing him put me in this path. Like, when, when did you start kind of noticing the path that you were? For me? Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, for me, <clears throat> this place was like a dream come true, yeah? Uh, it was safe, it was like it provided, I didn't have to worry about my siblings are gonna be okay, is there food can be provided for me, I didn't have to work, you know, to or, or I would starve, you know, yeah, so for yeah. me this was like safety and good, and it gave me the, the space to be a kid and just enjoy the fun things, you know, and not worry about my siblings because they were okay, and um, to see them every day and everything, and uh, I think I just I just love the whole idea of um, just you know helping and church and just like people overall you know since I was a kid here there was always a team and groups and that was fascinating you know who are these people what are they doing but they were always happy and singing and working right uh -huh. and so I just I enjoy that a lot um, made a lot of friends uh, um, and uh, I think uh, when I was I was always helping either translating or playing a guitar, you know, even as a teenager. And I think when I was probably a good uh, 14, um, the founder, you know, the director at the time, he would be like, hey, I need help. And so he was very like, come on, you're going to be the, the help, you know, you yeah. guys are the helpers. So we would help out with cement. And that was really fun to lead a team. You know, to do cements, you know, from I was a teenager, but it was really fun. It was like, I'm in charge, you know, yeah. of something, I'm leading something, <laughs> and we're doing something together. And we would spend a whole week with the teams and like going to churches, and you know, yeah. and at the, for me, in the summers was like super fun. Like, I just really enjoy that. And so, I always knew that I would be part of this somehow, and I wanted to serve, and I wanted, you know, to. Be part to yeah to be more more part of it I, I don't even know I don't know the words exactly but I just uh, for me it was my home it was something I was doing you know it was like there's so many foundations in this space that I, I was a part of I did cement I was digging you know so it wasn't like it just in a place it was like you know this is this is mine this is also mine you know yeah they included and, you in this work mm -hmm, and this, like, this yeah so it was like because of need probably they needed help and we were helping mm -hmm. but alongside that it was just like no this is uh, this is ours too you know and so we have a part in it and there was no question there was not not really a moment of like this is gonna be my forever home it was just like no this is home like you know like there's a problem we're gonna face it together and you know we're gonna help out you know there's a group here hey we need to garbage and water or you know when there's group season we're gonna go out on trailer every night or 
you know, I'm the translator for sure, and I worship leader, what, you know, it was just, this is what we're doing, you know, this is, uh, I think something that, um, when I was, in, we were at the table eating, you, the founders, uh, the directors, they would, be, they would say things like, hey, we're going to go to this new community, and we're going to build a church, and it was that wording, like, we are going to build a church, and there was no question who was going to do that, yeah. it was, if you're in this table, like this is what we're doing for the next six weeks, six months, you know, or a year. And I was like, okay, no, we're gonna go out, we're gonna cement, we're gonna buy land, we're gonna get the wood in. I like, you know, I I already started playing the things that my role was going to be, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. And so because it was it was included in the table, you know, this is where we're heading, you know. Uh, we're gonna buy a projector and we're gonna shoot a movie in the trailer and people are gonna come to know Jesus. I was like, oh okay what movie are we gonna watch you know and so it was just kind of i don't know for me it was like there was no there was no audible voice it was just no this is my the annoying of like i belong here this is what i want to do that i think when i was 18 i knew like i knew i wanted to to, to stay you know because i have the option of leaving and go do something else but for me it was like no this is like this is home now you know like it was always my home but it was just something about i want to serve here and i want to be a uh, yeah i just want to be i just want to serve yeah. my heart my intention was always i just want to surf yeah. and i don't know what that means but how that's going to look i just i'm here yeah. i want to be available so to me it was very hands-on very whatever taking somebody to the doctor Talking to a kid, relieving a house, uh, doing admin work. Um, you just did everything, whatever, wherever yeah, you needed. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was available. Yeah. I think that's the best word. I was like, I was available, and uh, and I think that that has kept me here mm -hmm. um, for for a long season, saying like, I'm available. You know, yeah. I will make myself available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And where, where, where are your younger siblings now? Where did they end up? Um, they, uh, they, so my, the, four, the four of us that stayed here, we grew up here and stayed here and served here uh, um, until they got married. Okay. You know? So I have uh, three brothers that are married okay. and, and with babies and living in Tijuana. My sister just moved up to Seattle with her husband okay. and my uh, niece, she's five. Um, so I miss them. They lived with me for like four years, oh, and so right. yeah, so I miss them. Uh, but I'm so happy for them. It was their first Fourth uh, of July parade yesterday, so there's some little pictures, and that was really cute. And every time I see her, I I remember my youngest, her mom, or my younger sister, me like for my niece living here was such a such a paradigm, right? Such a big transform, full circle transformation because she was here because this is her home and she gets to and like this is you know uh, her family this is her nana she is like the princess of you know the mission yeah. right <laughs> for her it's completely different for her it's like this is my home and this is my people this are my kids this is my school you know yeah. and, uh, and and she has a mom and a dad but she gets to you know be part of the just the community that's been built for for her, you know, mm -hmm. not because there's a need, not because there's a tragedy, just because she's family. Yeah. And that, that to me just, just blows my mind saying like, wow, that, that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and for my sister, it was a need, it was a, 
well, we don't have a mom, we don't have a dad, we don't have family, like the sister family, and mm -hmm. you know, we had to grow up here. But for her, it's yeah. not for her. It's like she, look, this is where we grew up. She gets to yeah, run around and enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Such a big, big shift. Yeah, that's really neat. Mm -hmm. um, so do you have any faith-building moments where you're like, oh, this is God's hand in this. I see God is helping us in <coughs> some of these things. I think for me, the way I encounter God, you know, that God became real for me was like through the Bible. Yeah, the stories. We always had Sunday church and all the little stories. But there's a moment, I think when I was 12, probably just that something about became real, you know. Mm -hmm. And like I got baptized and like, I, you know, I went for it, I guess. I don't even know what yeah. that means. But um, something I started doing a whole lot more was just reading the Bible, you know. Mm -hmm. And something in there that was very comforting to me and... Uh, a few months later, I, I my mom passed away, and so it was just like holding on to the word, you know. And I don't know that I understood all of it. Uh, the Bible is really complex, but you know, there was like good things in there. You know, I remember the story of Job and the Psalms, and you know, the words of Jesus, and it's just very, very comforting. So for me. In the hard seasons, like the Word of God, you know, I think now recent, like the testimonies, yeah, just like feeding on the goodness of God and looking uh, intentionally where, uh, how God has answered prayers, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I can look back in my life and know, oh, God had me when he built this place. God had me when he, you know. Uh, even my mom passing, you know, just the, the goodness of people helping with that and um, uh, people loving on us and, you know, and just making sure that we were taken care of. And, and now all my siblings are uh, grown up and have kids and when we get together, uh, man, it's so good. I remember the faithfulness of God. So for me, it's intentionally looking for testimonies. Um, to remember, to remember, remind myself, you know, that we're not alone, that He's got us, and just remember, that's what we did the history now, just to remember, you know, like the goodness of God in our lives, and, and all, all through these years, uh, this place has been here since 1987, and uh, man, He's so, He's so faithful. Um, through everything he's done, the goodness of people, you know, mm -hmm. people that would come and serve and, you know, yeah. and we were talking about it yesterday, like sometimes people feel like, you know, ministry is when you're out there, you know, praying for the sick or, you know, evangelizing in the streets and the ministry really is just like you setting your life apart for him to whatever he needs done. And sometimes, you know, building cement, doing cement is what is needed because it's going to create a home, it's going to create, you know, a community, you know, yeah. you know, and it's going to give a kid a hope and, 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 and a dream and a vision for their life. And uh, I think understanding that is really important. So just knowing, you know, finding testimonies, testimonies and uh, looking for God's goodness and in, in, in the middle of it. I think also something that helped me a lot, uh, the, the founder, he was such a man of faith, like he always talked about faith and uh, he always talked about uh, with God nothing is impossible and so and he was such a like a 
bulldozer as far as like God called us, we're gonna we're gonna go do this, you know. Mm-hmm. There is no question <laughs> that it's gonna get done because God's gonna come through. And uh, I think seeing that model uh, was like very important. Um, so faith is a big part of, of who of who I am, and you know, just seeing that it's true. You know, maybe at the time I didn't understand it, but now I see. Oh man, that, it is true with God. Nothing is impossible, and the challenges, although they seem so big, you know, you you don't rest in what you see. You rest in who He is, and He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Right? It says it in Hebrew, and so, and that's why you know, big message for me: hope and faith. You know, um, when those two get lost for me, man, it gets hard. <laughs> but I just have to find hope, and um, and uh, now that I'm le- helping lead this space. I uh, I intentionally look for the little successes, yeah? yeah, for the little things like you know a kid said thank you, yeah, you know <laughs> a kid is finishing, you know graduate, you know graduating the sixth grade and he's been on our program since he he was in uh, first grade. I'm like yay, mm-hmm. you know a teenager's finishing high school, you know in the middle of this area, you know because you see it and you're like. You know, and uh, we have 20, 20 kids in our high school right now, and they're going to graduate next month. And out of them, I, I believe nine of them apply for college, and nine of them are going into college in the fall. And that is amazing, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I'm like, yay. And so looking for testimony, looking for little success, you know, little success mm-hmm. here and there, you know, a breakthrough in a kid, looking at a life, you know. Yeah. Um, looking at the whole process, not just... The, 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 the few steps and I think for me that helps builds my my encouragement my it's a good day you know mm-hmm. you know it's a good day yeah. <laughs> it was a bad night but it was a good <laughs> good morning you know yeah. and um, it, yes it was a tough week maybe on on something but if I look at if I if I weigh it and put all the good things that happen in the day man it's just Mm-hmm. It's so much better than the one thing that was that was hard, you know. Yeah. Um, so I am really good about looking for testimonies and encouragement. Yeah. You know, I think that's important. Otherwise, it would it would be hard, yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much need. There's so much things going on all the time. But I just have to get encouraged and stay grounded. I'm like, God, you promised. God, you said. You know, your word says. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think those are the things. The word worship testimonies yeah and just finding success in the little things like you mentioned that you with how you believe that the impossible is possible do you have like any experiences where you've seen that where like this seems really impossible <coughs> and then suddenly you see like oh it happened mm, yeah um i uh yeah a few a few a few years back um i think we were trying to save from water or something i'm not um my leaders were going to Romania, my senior leaders, and, and so I was here and <clears throat> something about, hey, we have to, you know, I think I'd probably administer water a little bit better and so, and trying to save money and so we were having a hard time with um, having enough water for what we needed to do in the base. Um, the city donates to us uh, 50% of the water that we use and then we have a, a well that we use that provides water, one of the original wells. And so, um, so we're trying to, you know, make it work and stuff and so and if that doesn't happen, if we go over or if the well is not producing enough water, then we would have to buy water, right? Mm-hmm. So 
uh, I think I shared, um, one of my senior leaders said, hey, watch out for the water and just, you know, not, not, not to buy water, but just be good source of the water, you know, and um, I'm like, oh yeah, I got it. And so one morning, somebody in my staff comes in and says, okay, we have a problem, we don't have water, you're going to have to buy water. You need to call the water trucks and have them come in. We just, we we're not going to make it. And I said, no, no. We, we, and, and he's like, what do you mean? No, I go, no, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to buy water. And, uh, and it was just because I remember my leader saying like, hey, just do it really well and try not to buy water, you know, something like that. <laughs> he didn't say don't buy water. He said, try not to. Yeah. And to me, there was something saying, no, it's going to be okay. Like, and he's like, we don't have water. And I go, it's going to be okay. Like, and so we decided, well, let's shut, every, let's shut everything off. So nobody's using water. And we'll, we'll turn it on at the end of the night. And so no laundry, no showers for the day. Uh -huh. And, you know, we'll try to shower. No uh, we'll try to shower at night. And so when I said that, you know, he wasn't really happy with me and just took off and I said, oh no, like, I, I need, I like, I need something, I need a miracle to happen. And so I just went to, uh, I went and I grabbed a couple of people. I'm like, I need you to come with me. And they walked with me to the well. And I'm like, I need you to come in here. <clears throat> and I need you to every hour come and pray and prophesy over this well. Because <coughs> nothing was coming in. And they looked at me funny, like, you're kidding, right? Oh, no. We're going to pray. And so, <coughs> and uh, I'm like, if you have, like, a flag or a shofar or something, come in and pray to this well. And so, like, you know, Colette came in, and she's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And so she would come in every hour. And then I got another kid who's, like, super like, prophetic, and he likes to pray over things. And I go, I need you to come in here and pray to this well. And, like, pray to the well that the water would come out. And, and he's like, really? He's like, really, you know? And for me, even was like, really? And I, there was something in me saying like, not really, mm -hmm. you know? Like you, you are meant to pray for these things and God is going to provide. And, um, and I would go in there and, you know, every couple of hours and like nothing would come out. Nothing is happening. And the day is rolling down and nothing's happening. I'm getting more desperate. And it wasn't about not buying the water. It was about this thing about God. You promise that with you, nothing is impossible. And so I believe that like you will restore this well. And I really need you to come through. You know, there's this desperation. And so, uh, I mean, I'm singing to the well. You know, I got a river of life flowing out of me. <laughs> and like, I come alive in the river. And I, I'm singing all the songs about the river, you know. And I'm like commanding this well to provide water you know I mean I'm using the Bible I'm using everything I can and nothing is happening and so I go to bed pretty pretty defeated you know and um, <laughs> in the morning the same person they told me the day before he sends me a text and I go oh this is gonna be so bad he's gonna tell me you know see I told you you need to buy, you know, buy water <laughs> and I'm just feeling so defeated as a as a leader I'm just feeling so defeated like God you're with the directors and you did impossible things <laughs> and you're with my senior leaders and they do impossible things and now i'm stuck here and i'm the leader and no water you know there's that moment of like where's the faith where's the impossible yeah. and so i'm so defeated because it's been almost a full day and no water and so he sends me this text and i don't even want to look at it because i know and so i finally said oh, just get over with him so i open up the 
the, my text and it was like the same guy saying hey like here, here's the, your water and it was a video of the well and it has a little stream of water that it's coming out i have it here i can show you it is so cool and i'm just i just i just got so crazy and it was you know i was so happy for the water but it was like oh, you're with me you know you know it was that moment of like i know god is with me but it's one thing to have the, the faith of your leader, you know, you're the founder, because mm -hmm. God called them, you know, and then you're senior leaders because they're leading the ministry. But then when it's me, yeah. you know, and it was just kind of God saying, like, hey, I'm with you. And it was one of, you know, it's it's an extreme one. But I have the video. That was so cool. And it, to this day, it still inspires me. And in the Old Testament and... Um, it talks about Elijah, you know, when Elijah goes to heaven, Elijah goes to heaven, and uh, Elijah now is the new leader, it's in, in uh, Kings, um, and it talks about, he strikes the water, you know, and he cries out, where is the God of Elijah, you know, and it, then he strikes the river, and the river opens up, and he's able to cross to the other side, and to me, it was kind of like that moment, like, where is the God of the director where is the god of <laughs> you know yeah. the impossible yeah. and uh, and he provided the water you know and it hasn't been dry since like it, it it's just so beautiful and it's a it's a well that's been you know it's been serving us you know it was the well that gave me water when i was a kid you know yeah. and it, it's so it's so cool yeah so symbolic <laughs> so symbolic right oh man that's an extreme one, but it was, it's really important to me just for that, you know, it was just like, it was that moment of like, this is how you're going to leave. Yeah. They're going to ask and I will provide. Oh, that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, um, is there anything that the listeners can do for, for you or for this place that you can help with? Um, mm, uh, yeah, for sure. Pray all the, you know, pray mm -hmm. for uh, just safety. Um, and uh, I mean safety as far as like, you know, our walls and, you know, uh, nothing harmful ever coming in, you know, kids to sleep at night, you know, when new kids, when they come in, you know, it's, uh, they have nightmares of things that, you know, maybe they've gone through and things like that. Um, so you can pray for kids for sleep, you know, that's always really important, like prayer. Oh, man, they, prayer keeps this place going for sure. Number one, always pray for us, the staff and rest and, you know. And it's a beautiful place, and that, but I believe, I mean, we're so, I'm so honored that people often pray for us, you know. And that's the one first thing I always say, please pray for us, oh, always, you know. It's not like something's gone wrong, but just covering and protection and peace and joy, and mm -hmm. it would just be on this place, you know. Mm -hmm. So prayer for sure. And then uh, anything, you know, from, I mean, you, you've been here for uh, a, a few days now and there's so much to be done. And so whether it's like finances or uh, donations, you know, yeah. uh, we take it in and we use it. And um, so it's just a matter of how people can or want to get involved. Um, you know, whether it's like schools coming up, you know, in September. So if it's school supplies or material uh, or for BBS or a summer program, I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of how can how can people get involved? A lot of different ways. A lot of different <laughs> ways. You can bring a group team down and serve for the week. You can mm -hmm. come in the summertime and serve for the month. You can, you know, uh, send donations, send mail it in, you know, send clothing or tennis shoes and or socks and underwear sometimes, you know, people say, hey, what do you need? It's like, 
Always in socks. Socks and underwear. <laughs> really, it's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the way from, you know, sponsoring a kid or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some more uh, monthly commitment. Uh, benefits and nations, like, okay, send it in. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if it's the beans, if it's the rice, it's oatmeal, panky mix. Mm-hmm. I mean, those things, there's no such thing as as little, you know, it's yeah. everything helps. And it goes for a great cost, and you see it every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your work is so good, so important. Yeah. Awesome. I'll link your, your website too, so people can go in there and see where to donate or how to sponsor. And all yeah, that. Uh, and our website, there's always sometimes like a list of things that we can donate, like when it comes to like a hey, school supply drive or Christmas oh, drive or, you know, summer drive, something like that. So, where there's a list of things that people can buy and, you know, donate or just be creative i always tell people be creative there's you know yeah uh, there's so many areas where you can plug in you know uh, it's, it's just a matter of actually doing it <laughs> <laughs> so good okay and then as we close do you have any advice for people who are like i don't know what to do with my life i'm not sure how to find my own path like what would you say to them um yeah i would encourage them to find a spot somewhere in their community even um, and find a spot where they can, you know, maybe provide some hours, some volunteer hours and kind of get involved, you know. Honestly, all it takes is to walk the city. If you walk your city, you will find places where you can make a difference, you know. But if you're feeling like you would like to go somewhere, like come down, come down and serve and, you know, go to abroad if you wanted to and, and just take a trip, you know, take a trip and allow yourself to to hear, to hear and and see how you can make a difference but if it's home there's just take a walk in the city and pay attention and see where your city is hurting and and see what you can do to alleviate that pain you know so just get involved and sometimes it starts with a walk starts with a simple like let's take a look under the hood you know mm-hmm. and you can make a difference you can make a difference um and so I would encourage to them and the mission strips do that yeah mission strip just provides you with an opportunity to serve and you do things you would never do at home yeah and <laughs> that's what it is so i encourage you to go on a mission trip go connect to a- anything community oriented in your area and you know uh, start there it's a start just take a step somewhere yeah do something that's beautiful beautiful yeah. thank you so much you're so busy i appreciate your time yeah. and your wise words that was awesome thank you <laughs> thank you hey wasn't that so incredible she's so so inspiring such a um inspired woman i hope you enjoyed that um if you want to donate or help out or volunteer here their website is themissioninc.org they also have a really inspiring instagram page uh, called the mission org so if you go there you'll see it's really sweet videos of the things that they're doing that's one of the reasons i wanted to bring my family here because we want to create something like this and i wanted everyone to see actually i didn't realize that that's part of the reason i wanted to bring my family here um but as we've been here i'm like that's part of the reason we're here is we wanted we needed to have a common shared vision of what could be what could happen when people are willing to just give their their little bit and and watch it grow these guys have been doing this for 35 years and the impact they have is so inspiring to see and so that's um why i think one of the reasons that we're here and also you know to get ideas to be inspired to meet the people and it's been really good but um yeah and if you would like to follow us then uh you can check out our website it is 
and just kind of check out our story after we leave here we're going to be going to another orphanage for a few weeks and then we're going to head out to our land and hopefully just get started you know all right now it's just we have a little foundation for our house that's almost done so we'll see where we're at when we get done with this and um, we can follow the story and help us out come volunteer also or um, donate so we can get going on the structure the infrastructure all the things we need to get done we would love for you to be involved and partner with us so our website is findyourpathmission.org um, and there's different ways that you can you can get involved there so um, that's it for now and we will talk to you soon